Oh, hello. Hi there. Hey, how's it going? Hi. Hi. Hey, hi, hi, hi. Welcome, welcome. Hello. What's my hair doing? Oh, it's different in every mirror. <laughs> uh, I hope you're all having a good day. I'm in a different room today because this is the room with an air conditioner in it. And you know how it goes. We have to take care of ourselves, even if that means setting up some sort of makeshift Instagram palace. Uh, I hope that however you are spending this week, which has been one of the most uh, intense that I've ever experienced, I hope that however you have spent this week, uh, first of all, however you've spent this week, I hope that you spent it uh, acknowledging that Black Lives Matter and Whatever else you did, I hope that you are taking some time today to recharge, refresh, hydrate, and get it together, because this weekend is not going to be any less intense uh, for anybody who is uh, activist-based here in Chicago, but around the world. Did you guys see in uh, Washington, D.C., the uh, on 16th Street, the mayor had them first uh, give the street an honorary street sign that says Black Lives Matter. It's black with white letters. And then on the street, and I don't mean like a little street corner with like some chalkboard art. I mean an entire boulevard uh, painted uh, with bright yellow paint, the kind that they use to paint the stripes, the, the border lines on a street. Nothing like super temporary. An entire street in bright yellow letters in the air path of where Marine One has to fly in and out of the White House that just says Black Lives Matter in the biggest letters you've ever seen. I'm just saying, we've got some pretty nice big blank streets here in Chicago, and I do think there might be some paint lying around in a in a city building. Just, just putting that out there. Uh, in case you don't know, I'm Jill Hopkins. Hello. I am the host of The Morning Amp on Vocalo Radio, and every day... Most days I check in here with uh, our friends, our correspondents, people doing great things for this great city from my house to their house. And today we're checking in with the real critic. We'll be here. Uh, if you listen to the Morning Amp this morning, uh, you heard Reggie's interview with the makers of American Trial. American Trial, uh, a film project about the trial that should have happened between the people who killed Eric Garner in the state of New York. Uh, Reggie Ponder, thank you for that interview, and thank you for joining me today. How are you? I am doing okay, Jill. Um, it's really interesting. I was uh, trying to do a little simulcast on my uh, <clears throat> on my Facebook page, and then when you started talking about streets being renamed and all that, you you messed up my feed. How did I how did I do that? I don't know. I just was looking for somebody to <laughs> for for my. Don't ever overestimate how much power I actually have in this. <laughs> I look for somebody to blame for my technical issues. You know. I understand technology doesn't want us to succeed, uh, just in general, and you know since we're all at home now and everything seems to be kind of just pushed to its limits. It's an adventure every day, but I hope everything has worked out for you, Reggie. How has this week been for you? So, so 
it's really been a tough week because um, just just so much and so many feelings are are, are going on, and I, I'm glad that there are a lot of people out here. Um, what what do I want to say? I'm glad that there's a lot of people out here. Uh, I got a video issue going on. Uh, I'm glad that there's a lot of people out here trying to educate. But I also understand that the people who are out there trying to educate, that uh, it's tough. It's tough to be out here every day educating all the same all you know all the same people and uh, or or on the same issues saying the same stuff over and over again and so i i recognize that people are tired and the reason i want to say that is because you were asking me how i'm doing i i do know that there are people out there that you know it's 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 this this is a tough time and now all of a sudden people are uh people are calling you specifically and asking you hey what do I need to do? Hey, how can I understand your problem? Hey, and and this is good. This is good stuff. But in terms of stress, it's stressful because we have been going through the stress of you not asking us, and now I got to go through the stress of you asking me. It's like, oh, <laughs> I, you know, but 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 I, I'd rather take the latter. But but it is stress because think That's about stress. it. There was some survey that was out there that talked about, um, I think that white people, that like somewhere between 80 and 90% of white people said themselves that they didn't have a black friend, not a black coworker, not a black person that they knew, but a black friend. So what that means is, is that if, if you only got one, or one that's close to being a friend, that person, boy, everybody call them, hey, hey, Jill. Man, talk about realizations when you realize that you are somebody's only black friend and you've known them for like 20 years. And it's just like, what was stopping you from making these connections with other people? We're everywhere. <laughs> but but we're not. That's the other thing that I want black folks to understand. I understand when you're tired. So you just need to go back in your cave and, and uh, redo, you know, get get recharged. Because we're not everywhere. And what I mean by we're not everywhere, we're only 13% of the population. So you have to understand that in the context of, of the big number called 100. We, we, can't, we can't be everywhere, you know? Oh, I guess I meant specifically to Chicago. Like when you're hearing from people who grew up in the city and, you know, just the one. And you're like, okay, well, what, where, wh how were you navigating this, this city? And it's very segregated, and I understand that, but it's still just like, wow, I'm 41 years old, and so are you, and this is the only cross-racial relationship that you've ever cultivated, and that seems weird to me. Uh, yeah. But, you know, the reaching out, like you said, very stressful. It is work. I want people to understand that when they're reaching out to their black friend to, to help them understand, first of all, your black friend has been shouting out their experiences the whole time, the whole time, whether or not you are paying attention is on you. Uh, but also when you are reaching out to better understand, know that 
the person that you're asking to now has to set aside whatever it is that they're going through and take some time to coddle and center whiteness instead of taking that time to center blackness. And it's, it wears on you. It yeah, absolutely it, does. It does. And so, so I can't, I really, I, I, again, I prefer the latter. I prefer uh, a teaching moment than a non-teaching moment for you to walk away and that you're ignorant and all of that. But just realize the folks, I just want folks to realize that in, in both ways is stressful. It is now stressful to, to be in demand. Well, not, not really me. I mean, I love to be in demand. I know you love <laughs> to be in demand, but, but so popular. I'm, yeah, it's so popular. You know, you know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. Um, my critic for a minute is in relationship to your question about how I'm doing. There's so many feelings and so much stuff to talk about that I won't get into all everything that I want to talk about. But I, I do want to talk about this issue of kneeling and and um, and being disrespectful to the flag. The responses that people are giving is that I'm not being disrespectful to the flag. I'm not being disrespectful to the military. I'm not being disrespectful to law enforcement. I am just saying, hey, there's some work we got to do, and I'm trying to call attention to that. L love it. I'm, I'm there. There's an and to this as well. The and is you want me to sing the national anthem, which when you read the third verse, just because you left the third verse off doesn't mean that it ain't part of the song. So, so I am being disrespectful because I don't want to sing this. And where there is banned and so violently swore that the havoc of the war and the battle's confusion, a home and a country should leave us no more. Their blood washed out, their foul footsteps pollution. No refuge could save the hairling and slave from the terror of flight and gloom of the grave and the star-spangled banner in triumph does wave. I ain't singing that. But, but no. I'm, saying, I'm just saying that you mad at me because I am saying, eh, I, I, this is the only country I know. I, I love this country as much as I, as, as much as more than any other country because this is the only one that I really, that I know I've grown up here. I am an American. But you can't really believe that I'm happy to sing songs that were not meant for me. That, I, that, I, that I'm happy to, to, um, to claim a country that didn't want to claim me. That I'm happy to be, uh, to serve, that my father also, Drew Brees, served in the military and he was not given the, the same type of courtesy and um, fanfare that was given to his white counterparts. But you mad at me because I got a little something wrong with that. I, I'm, not, I'm not running out there, Reggie Ponda hasn't been running out there getting all mad and all that other type of stuff. But it's just, it's just amazing to me that people are so upset that I might have a little problem with the fact that this country wasn't meant for me. But then you want to tell me to go back where I came from, and this is the only place that I've ever been and that, that I ever known because I have a problem with the hypocrisy. 
Anyway, that's my credit for men. I appreciate that, and I agree. Um, yeah, when you are a stolen person on stolen land, it's quite difficult to pledge allegiance to, you know, get real excited about the rocket's red glare and the bombs bursting in air when you know exactly what they're celebrating with those rockets and those those fireworks. Or if I or if I so just so happen to live in Philadelphia, the rockets were meant for me and the bombs were meant for me and the buildings that they burned and, and killed were meant for me. Yeah. So I'm just I'm just I'm just saying, you know Just we're just saying. I'm just, we're saying. just saying. Uh, but, but, you know, I just want to go back to being popular. So uh, as a segue, Jill, you were talking about uh, the thing, um, American trial. And we, American. Done, we, we have talked about this a number of times. Um, and I'm so happy, actually, to be able to talk about this particular uh, uh, project. So I had an opportunity to sit down with Eric Gardner's wife, Esau Gardner, and the um, the director of the film called uh, Rory Messenger. And I talked to him, and on air, you guys played a, a portion of, of my interview. And it was painful to have this interview with them. And the reason it was painful is that we are talking about something that happened uh, July 17th in 2014. We're coming up on the six-year anniversary and what did Eric Gardner say? I can't breathe. And now we're talking about it again? So it was really painful to talk to Esau and for her to talk about the pain and the anguish and everything that she's been going through and then to have to see this and kind of relive it again. Um, what Rory did in this in this project, I'm no longer calling it a movie after talking to uh, Esau about it, is that she said that uh, this is what it's about. It is uh, what would have happened if there was a real trial that would take uh, Dan Daniel Pantaleo to task, and they put on, you know, they had the prosecution and they had the defense, and that's what this project uh, was, and they did it. It's powerful, and people can go and um, and start to check check this out. There are plenty of places. They're looking for additional places to make sure that they can show this. Um, the interview was absolutely riv riveting for to me. I, I don't think I was a good interviewer, but the stuff that they said was really really powerful. And I kept uh, I couldn't even put it all in there. Uh, Esau gave information about what kind of advice would she give to the um, Floyd family? And, and so I will be putting the rest of the interview on my website, which is reggieponder.com. Uh, it'll get up sometime late today. So I encourage people to obviously go to Vocalo and hear, hear the first half, but uh, there's more to it. And it was, uh, it, it was an honor that they would allow me to interview them, but it was painful, especially in these times that we're going through today. Reggie Ponder is here, in case you're just joining us. That's him and that square down there. Up here in, in this square, it's me, Phil Hopkins. This is the AMP at home with the homies. We're checking in 
Uh, we've been doing this this whole time, but this year, or this week anyway, I feel as though these check-ins are uh, more important than ever. Uh, I'm very excited to watch American Trial. I do, you know, we've talked about this uh, before with movies like this, with projects like this, documentaries and such, that you have to be in a very particular mind space uh, to enjoy is not the word I'm, I'm looking for, but to be able to just take it all in because it can be overwhelming, uh, especially now when you know we're we're going through sort of the the exact same circumstances uh, that these that the officer Pantaleo killed Eric Garner under, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, and I really uh, appreciate you bringing us that interview uh, with. Uh, uh, Esau and Roy. Um, what I do want to ask you, just so people know, uh, if they're just listening, where can they access this project? Yeah, yeah. So, so the so what they what they need to go to actually that's a, such a, a great point. I, I I knew it was in the interview, but I forgot to mention it here. So, what where people can go is that they can go to uh, passionriver.com backslash American trial. And so that's um, uh, Passion River, passionriver.com at American trial. All the places that they, that they need to go and, and check this out. It was so interesting, Jill, why uh, Rory decided to do it. And then it was also interesting to hear from Esau why she decided to participate. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a uh, yeah, because she didn't have to, she didn't have to dredge this trauma back up. But uh, I'm glad that she felt the need to let the world see how this could have gone. I think we need, we need that, yeah. And, uh, and what she did, uh, just so people know, in this film, she actually is on trial as a witness. and. And that, and being on trial as as a witness, in in the case of the death of your husband, I mean that's that that's traumatic. And they weren't acting. I mean these everybody. There was the only actor in this film was the person who played Dan, Daniel Pantaleo. They had real defense teams, real real uh, prosecution, all of that. So so you're right. Uh, I want to uh, take some time and discuss some other things that people can watch this weekend in case uh, real life is uh, proving too heavy to, to watch a documentary through uh, that reflects real life. Uh, I know uh, a lot of people, whether or not they are actually into martial arts as a practice, uh, are big Bruce Lee fans. Uh, and ESPN knows what we need. <laughs> we are all in having our last dance hangover, and we're just itching. If we can't have sports, I want sports documentaries. And uh, Bruce Lee uh, has a is the subject of a new documentary called Be Water. And uh, yeah, sign me up. Tell me, tell me more about this. So. There's a yes, sign me up, and then there's a oh no in there as well. Oh no! <laughs> and, and, and what I mean by that is that ESPN did this so right. They showed Bruce Lee 
in the backdrop of how racist this society is. How timely would this movie be? Because here's a, a Chinese American. He's an American because his parents were visiting here and he was born here because while they were here. But he, he grew up in his formative years in China, I think up until 17, 18, and then they sent him to San Francisco to, to, to try to figure out who he wanted to be. And, and when you see his life in the backdrop of, of racism and particularly about um, how this country treated the Chinese Americans and Asians in, in total, yeah, it really it gives you a history of of what how American viewed Asians, but it also gives you a history of how that played as relates to African Americans as well. So so there was there was this hierarchy that that was there that and and it was always this thing about why the blacks couldn't be like the Asians, but it wasn't necessarily a compliment. It was really saying that the Asians are docile and they listen and they they say yes sir and yes ma'am. Um, the model minority, you know, still talked it, about today. So they go through all that, but they also go through the greatness of Bruce Lee. Oh my goodness! They they when we talk about the racism, we talk about Green Hornet and what happened with that. Why he wasn't the leading character in there? We talk about. David Carradine taking over the role for Kung Fu uh, as a pole, and this was specifically a project that was made for him. So we talk about that in his trials and tribulations there, but then we talk about Fist of Fury. We talk about Enter the Dragon. We talk about him, uh, for people who don't know, that he was a, a uh, what, what'd you do? This dude died at 32 years old. And he did not get to see the greatness uh, that he was um, destined to be because he died before the premiere of Enter the Dragon. We learned so much about him through his, his daughter, his son, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, if you might remember who was in one of his and, movies. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I often think about their friendship uh, and, like, the work they could have done together and the people they could have reached together. I mean, Kareem is still out here doing that work. He's When we'd have these conversations about the GOAT and we try to, 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 to put off-court behavior into that conversation, Kareem is it. Uh, but he's, he's definitely done so much for the cause, but I think about what impact they could have had together, what cross-cultural impact they could have had together, and it makes me so sad. Yeah, and when you talk about cross-cultural impact, in this, in this documentary, they show how Bruce Lee had all the boxing films, and he watched all the boxing greats, because he was trying to figure out where did their power come from? How could he be fluid? How could he use some of those things? And I don't know, you know, I really want to get up and, and do the Ali Shuffle. He, you can <laughs> see how he incorporated the Ali Shuffle in many of the things in which he did. 
and, 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 and they kept showing films of Ali and, and Bruce Lee. This is, this is well worth watching. You learn something for people who don't understand about the, the, uh, how we treated uh, uh, Chinese Americans and Asian Americans in this country. We learn about Bruce Lee and his formative years. We learn about his trials and tribulations. We learn about him marrying a, a white woman and the impact that had on his on on him and his life. Um, we learn about all his influences. We learned about uh, B. Water is the, the is the perfect name of this film because he says in the film that when you take some water and you put it in a glass, the water conforms to the glass. If you take some water and you put it in a bowl, the water conforms to the bowl. So he was talking about how water is, 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 is not, is, uh, is uh, how it, it, it is malleable, if you will, and uh, it, it, it's just so great. But by the way, I'm thirsty, so. Uh, oh, go, go for it. I'll take this time. To reset here, I'm Jill Hopkins. That's Reggie Ponder. We're talking about B Water, the new ESPN documentary on the late, great Bruce Lee. Uh, this is one of their 30 for 30 series, uh, of which I would watch all day long if I if I could. Uh, this is out this weekend, I believe. That's right. This Sunday at uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, which for the Chicago crew, that's 8 p.m. Central. It's on ESPN. It's directed by uh, Bale Nugent, uh, and it's called Be Water, uh, June the 7th at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 p.m. Central Time. At, if you like Bruce Lee in anything, you really want to watch this because you learn so much about the man and, and his pursuit of, of uh, excellence, if, if you will. Yeah. And just a reminder, in case you did not have uh any interest in the last dance and you didn't watch the last dance on your espn app if you have a disney plus subscription you also have a subscription to the espn app and you can watch through there for no extra fees or anything like that i'm joe hawkins with Reggie ponder let's talk about this new cartoon that when you look at the voice actor list sounds like it should be a broadway musical they um, go ahead. No, I was gonna say this is this is you know you got David Diggs and Leslie Odom Jr. Vote, both from the original Broadway cast of Hamilton. You got Josh Gad and Katherine Hahn, uh, Stanley Tucci and Kristen Bell, and Titus Burgess is pulling double duty here. And uh, on Netflix is the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Now Titus Burgess was mean to a friend of mine in a restaurant one time, so he's on my list. But <laughs> all right, all right, but but I, I'm I'm gonna give Titus a little. I'm gonna say please give him, uh, to your friend, give him a little um, grace because uh, you know trying to navigate being black and gay is a tough thing in this country. Uh, I it doesn't it doesn't mean that you should be mean to people. So, but let's let's give him a little bit of grace. Just just, just a little. <laughs> uh, the African American Film Critics Association. We were able to talk to Titus. Uh, and about his projects. And when we talk about Unbreakable, Kimmy Smith, uh, they have a episode out right now before I get into the comic part, which is an interactive episode. And 
my daughter made me sit down and go through the, I don't want to do the interactive, but she made me do the interactive, Jill, and it is so funny. Because you can choose which path the whole thing goes down. It is so funny. And I did like three different versions. So I was there for like an hour and 15, an hour and a half, trying to see how each of the versions did. And I think they did a, a really good job with the interactive version. So for people who like that, um, that series, the interactive version will probably be phenomenal for them. And I, and I recommend it. And, and, and Titus, if you look at him in that, in that role, he's able to be dramatic, he's able to be comedic, and he's able to use his singing talents in that as well. So um, uh, he does a, a, a really good job in, in, the, in that way. And he talks about, I asked him some questions, he, he does talk about uh, his love affair and, and maybe not love affair with, um, with Broadway and how he came to get this particular role with Unbreakable. So um, uh, I, uh, definitely something worth checking out. Nice. And the Central Park TV series is created by the same folks who, uh, or at least one of the same folks who created Bob's Burgers, uh, Lauren Bouchard, uh, Nora Smith, Josh Gad. Uh, this is on Apple TV. Uh, if, is that correct? It was supposed to be on Fox. You know, they've got their, their Sunday night comedy cartoon block. But you know how you know how the biz goes. Sometimes something gets shelved, and then somebody else is like, "I'll pick that up," and that's what happened here. Uh, this uh, at at its core, I guess, like you know, urban gentrification is is the the thing here. But uh, there's there's a family who lives in Central Park, and they're trying not to get their land developed. Did they run into Amy Cooper? Was her dog on a leash? <laughs> So, so this is this is about a family that lives in um, in and the reason they live in Central Park is that the dad, who is played by um, Leslie Odom Jr., is the park supervisor. So the family lives there, and his response he, he's responsible for making sure that everything is a okay. But there is a a, a woman. Um, and I, 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 I got to remember what, what her name is, uh, Helen, who, who decides, I, I don't even know if it's, no, it's not Helen, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's played by Stanley Tucci. It's funny, it's, her name is Bitsy, and she wants to buy Central Park. Buy Central Park. And, Stop. And, wholesale. <laughs> and, re, and, re, and do some development there, and it's, it's so interesting because there's a lot of singing in it. There's the acting in it as well. And they've already been greenlit for their second season. And the first season is just coming out. Um, this is, it, 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 for people who like that comedy block kind of thing, and uh, the talent in there is amazing. You, you yeah. already mentioned it. You, you're going to get Josh Gad, uh, Christian Bell, Titus Burgess, Devaye Diggs, Leslie Odom, Stanley Tucci. I, I'm like, you got, they, they got a, uh, an embarrassment of riches when it comes they to really talent on, on this show. And so, uh, again, we got a chance to talk to Titus about it. And um, I've watched a couple of the episodes. And I, I will tell you that 
that the for me uh, I don't love the uh, uh, the animation block. That's just not my. Uh, but the, the it's it's done really really well. There's no criticism that I have of the show. It's just that I'm not that animation guy that wants to sit down and watch a lot of different an, uh, animation things. But if you want to see some good talent, this is one to go and check out. Yay! I'll watch anything that Lauren Bouchard did. He created with uh, Brendan Small. Uh, a show called Home Movies. Uh, he yeah. uh, did, uh, like I said, Bob's Burgers. Every That guy's sense of humor is on point. I'm a big fan of his. So thank you for bringing this to my attention. Thank you for bringing this to our attention. Uh, tell the folks where they can find more about all of this and more about all of the interviews and great stuff that you do all the time. Absolutely. So you can check out the, the full interview. Uh, that I had with Rory Messenger and Esau Gardner on my website at reggieponder.com. It's not up yet, so if you go there right now, don't curse me out. Just give me a little bit of grace. It'll be up soon. I'm, I'm, I had to do some editing, you know. You can also <laughs> follow me on Instagram, which is which is here. The Real Critic. You can follow me on uh, Facebook at Reggie the Real Critic. Also on um, uh, you can. Oh, you can go to my website, which I talked about already. And then the last thing I want to say about one of these things is, right, uh, you can check out the interviews uh, the, that the African-American Film Critics Association does. Uh, usually you can go to my website, uh, my website or any of my social media. It'll direct you to that. But we also have a, a YouTube channel. Today, I am uh, doing an African-American Film Critic uh, roundtable with Spike Lee and um, Delroy Lindo. So, uh, okay. so that'll happen a little later. So just, just, just follow me. Be, be, just be do my it. buddy. Just, just hang out with me for a minute. You know, I like yeah. being popular. <laughs> well, you're one of my favorite people. Uh, you're popular around this house. So thank you for joining me. And tell everybody at your house that I sent my love. Uh, and I'll see you next Friday. Hopefully this week will be less intense, but even if it is, that's fine. We shall overcome. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, just, just take a breath. Just take a breath. Last thing, Jill, I walked through my community, and yes, my community has burnt out buildings and all that other type of stuff, but we, 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 we can bounce back. We can bounce back. You're right. We can bounce back. Yeah. This isn't Chicago's first riot. It's not its first fire. We'll figure it out. We always do. I love you very much. Thank you for joining me every week. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Reggie Ponder, the real critic, checking in with him at home with the homies. There's so many homies here. Oh, hello, Shazam Bangles. Hello, Kyle Hammond. Hello, Karen Schmidt. Hello, everybody. Uh, I can't wait to be all in the same room with everyone. Uh, we're going to get to the point. Oh, hello, Superboy. Hello, Tyler Green. Hello, my husband, who's like three rooms away. Hello, Rob Van Hook. Uh, we are, uh, you know, of course, at a, a real interesting precipice where, like, the COVID phases are changing. Uh, there's actions and protests. So there's just going to be a lot of people out and about in the world, and uh, it would make me real happy if all of my friends and all of my family took great care of themselves. No matter what you do this weekend, be careful. Stay safe. 
uh, check out vocalo.org slash do good. There's uh, plenty of resources there to teach you how to stay safe in these times. Um, and the next time we see each other, I hope uh, I hope we'll have a lot to talk about. I'm going to turn it over to Biko on the air at Vocalo. I'll catch you Monday morning at 8 o'clock on the AMP. Ah, I love you all. Go get some lunch. <laughs>